This new year, LifeKit wants to help you succeed because everyone needs a little help being human. It can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone. Who can I commit to being? If you want to do something, then just do it. Just take that first step. Great advice every week. Listen to LifeKit from NPR. Nuclear. Now, is it Crick or Creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell. Happy New Year, Ross Petrus in Toronto. Happy New Year, Fletcher in Kansas. <laughs> and Kathy, hi, you're in Armia, Spain, where you live. Happy New Year to you. I think you're in a different time zone, so uh, are, is it also a new year for you? Yes, it's okay, still a new okay. year. Right, I don't, okay. already, it was a new year first. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, you did. You did. <laughs> yeah, we're already there. So far, so good, guys. Trust me, it's okay. <laughs> and we beat you in Toronto too. You're a, you're a, you're a, an hour behind. That's us, true. I'm I'm in Central Time here, and you're in Eastern Time. From yes. from what I understand, yeah. And I'm in some sort of Greenwich time. I guess I, I was know. I was the last one to leave 2023 behind. Uh, but yes, in, in honor of that, and as we move into 2024, we're going to take a look back at the words of the year for 2023. Now, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, are these words of the year as designated by the various dictionaries, or what did you guys have in mind? Well, the idea yes. we really had was to go through the dictionaries. We have a number of dictionaries and their words of the year, including a lot of runners-up for the words of the year. And then we thought we would do our own personal words of the year. Very quickly, before we do words of the year, remember we did that whole thing about greenwashing and whitewashing? Mm -hmm. There is a new wash word, which is fun washing. Have you heard of fun washing? No, this is brand new. Yeah, I'm doing it really quickly. It's it's mainly British so far. I'm going to see if it's coming out. It's it's when you, you, an entertainment platform uses someone who's um, looked askance upon in a fun way. So it's like, in this case, it was um, the politician Nigel Farage joined I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Oh. And it was fun washing. Cause uh-huh. it's, and this is a whole thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see if it comes on, if, if it becomes here in the States and if it moves bigger. And there was also an older fun washing used about, I think about 2014 or so. It never caught on though. And the idea was basically, let's say you're using um, uh, gasoline a lot or something like that, but it was to get you over the energy consumption problem. You wouldn't feel guilty because you're having so much fun, you know, burning a lot of coal <laughs> that you don't think about the fact that you're burning coal. I love that. Who cares about my carbon footprint? I'm having a great yeah, time. I'm having a great So that was another one, but that didn't catch on. I think, oddly enough, that type of fun washing, I bet, I think it has more relevance. I, th- I think that would probably catch on better, but it didn't. I don't know, Ross, because it's like I'm thinking of People magazine and all those like, you know, celebrity things. It's like where I could see fun washing. People already make jokes about, you know, a- ex-politician who was once a rising star who is now flaming out fast going on Dancing with the Stars to... That right. was going to say Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. yeah. What was his face? Uh, Sean Spicer was the first oh, one okay. I thought of with this. It's like, that's fun washing. Right, yeah. <laughs> In a weird way, though, I was eating a lot of potato chips yesterday, which I never do. 
because it was holiday <laughs> at the end. But I was thinking like an ad for like potato chips, you could be fun washing them. Like who cares about the carbs and the salt? We're having fun eating potato chips. I like fun washing. I'm, I'm all over fun washing. I tell you, this is my word of the year. This is now my word of the year. I'm going to use it this year. It'll be my 2024 word of the year. Fun wow. wash. Wow. An, an early entry. <laughs> yeah, right. Watch it. You'll say. <laughs> So now let's move on. <laughs> okay, we have Cambridge Dictionary came in first with their word of the year, which was, we've talked about it, hallucinate. Not oh. in the sense of normal sense of taking drugs and hallucinating, but in, Fletcher, do you remember? Yes, this is related to AI and how sometimes yes. AI will make up things that aren't real. Uh, and they're calling it hallucinating. I do remember talking about this and I learned that from the two of you. And now I hear people talking uh, whatever on on public radio about hallucinating relating to ai and i understand what they mean specifically because of the conversation we had yeah i still do a double take i gotta admit when i see it because i i think of like you know acid flashbacks or something so i i i do uh it takes me a minute but I, I think that's a legitimate choice for a word, don't you guys? I mean, because it, it has been. I think it's a really important word. I, I was sort of flipped mm -hmm. out by the fact that, I, I mean, because up to this, up to fairly recently, I sort of pictured AI as being fairly accurate, being mm -hmm. able to discern or distinguish between falsity. And and I read a couple of articles where literally a, a, a person, some scholar or some writer or whatever, you know, apparently went to uh, Alaska and was cavorting with a bunch of people and stuff. He had never been to Alaska. He mm -hmm. never cavorted with a bunch of people, et cetera, et cetera. But AI actually created a fictional, this weird fictional uh, orgy he had in, in uh, Alaska. And that is wow. really weird how it did That's that. Scary. If you're hanging on to any idea that, that AI might be accurate, you need to let go of that right now. You bet. Mm -hmm. You bet. <laughs> And I don't know how they're going to get rid of this. I mean, it's a really, I mean, it really reduces a lot of the power of AI, I think. You know that right now, a lot of these AI engines are basically just feeding off each other. They've started yeah. referencing other AI content, and now they're making up things that are based on made up things from other AI interfaces. Yeah, sort of a, it's a rabbit hole. Apropos of this, that deep fake. I would have thought some large um, dictionary or whatever would have picked deep fake. Mm, that's old, though. Or old, quote unquote old. That's older than this last year, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. But I saw it more this year than than I had in the past. But yeah, I see what you're I saying. I did, too. Yeah. But also deep, deep fake, I think, to, to me at least, implies intent. You're trying to, to fake this sort of thing. You know, I mean, the, mm. you're deliberately oh, changing yes. it, the picture so it looks like you're doing something. AI mm. is just coming out of the, you know, out of the cyber world, which is like spontaneously, which is really weird. Mm -hmm. It's kind of creeping me out a mm -hmm. little bit. <laughs> so let's move to something lighter, shall we? OED, word of the year. Riz. Oh, what does Riz mean? Z-Z. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. I, I was actually going to look this up. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this. Um, yes, here it is. This is when I learned the the word Riz is when on the um, on the website Defector, which uh, I don't know if you guys know that this is the mm -hmm. this is the website that was created after Deadspin basically died, the sports website. Mm. So <laughs> they had a headline that said Livy Rizzing Up Baby Gronk Explained. <laughs> And so, 
<laughs> now, there's a lot going. There's a lot going on there, but a lot going on that, there. That is when I learned what Riz was. Actually, would you do us a favor and explain the whole thing? Oh, it's very long. <laughs> okay, it's, it's based on various internet personalities and and uh, all, all the sorts of stuff. Okay. but but Riz, uh, the, the the word we're looking at here, and so Riz is is short for charisma, basically. Right. You're smart because. Ross and I felt old. I got to tell <laughs> well, you, we both saw us and we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, I have a slight, I mean, here, here I even go further down the hole. I sort of am not, I'm not amazingly happy with Riz as being the word of the year. I think it's really slangy, which is fine. But I have a funny feeling it's not going to last. Mm. That's my gut. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think it's going to yeah, last. Yeah, it may or may not last, but does that, I mean, is that a qualification for word of the year that it has to last. That's where Ross and I keep going back and forth on this one. Yeah. Do. Like what, what connotes a word of the year? Really? Is it something that people look up a lot? Is it uh, something that was used more often? Is it some, I mean, there's so many variables. Well, could it, could it be, could it be a word that pinpoints this moment in time? Well, that I like, in which case I don't think Riz works. Do you? I think we are old. We are. There, yes. there is sort of a a huge unseen world uh, that we aren't really connected to. Part of right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that though. I I don't really think I'm not arguing it on that basis because I remember as a kid they had certain words that would kind of pop up when I was a kid and they were used by you know my generation, and then I by the time they entered into like the into the media. They were ancient. And I remember being sort of like ridiculing. Remember that, Kat? We ridiculed mm -hmm. people who used mm -hmm. this slang word mm -hmm. or that slang word because it was already out. And I think that, I mean, we can't, it's not scientific, but I think the the ephemeral, I, I like a word that has like a little bit more oomph to it. It has a little more weight and it lasts It's got guts. Longer. It's got like, like, yeah, I'm with you. And to me, these a are like, these are not. quickie. This is quickie. Like one of the, we're going to go back uh, over, uh, later on but one of the other words was swifty mm -hmm. they were saying as a word of the year mm -hmm. and i mean that that's definitely a phenomenon taylor swift is a phenomenon and you know all power to her but is that really and they, they were comparing that i'm really jumping ahead to uh a word deadhead which they said had meaning going beyond liking the grateful dead and i'm not really sure it does personally I'm oh not. heavens no i only use deadhead for deadheads deadhead people who like yeah. the grateful dead yeah and i think yeah. and yeah. that says i think these words are, are kind of i don't know well, this is not... where you go back to the what constitutes what what connotes mm -hmm. what is the proper word of the year then is it something that encapsulates the year or is it one that's used constantly that year or what i think it's a word that like gives you the to use another German word of the year from a long time ago, the zeitgeist of the time. Well, then Swifty should And I think in that sense, hallucination talks about like something we're all experiencing or possibly going to experience pretty soon. Now, I, Riz is like a, is a, is a fun word, but is it? Fletcher's yeah. trying it to a hook here. <laughs> so, no, I was going to, I was going to go back to Swifty. I, I think that absolutely captures this moment in time, the zeitgeist. Taylor mm. Taylor Swift is enormous right now. She is. It's, it's a really remarkable. Not just as a musical yeah. artist. I mean, in all sorts of different areas, whether it's her fault or not, in all sorts of different areas. I mean, she's huge. Oh, I agree mm. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. I, 
I think of these I though as more. I think Swifty is better than Riz, though, personally. Maybe I agree with Kathy on that. I think Swifty <laughs> is better than Riz too. Okay, okay. Uh, so, what was their justification for Riz? Did they explain it? No, they had. The, they asked. If there, it was a vote. It was an OED vote. Okay. And 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 Riz won against what? What did Riz win against? Well, Beige what they did flags. was they they took people voted on words, and then they took the the short list of words, and then they matched them against each other. They picked, they would pair them up yeah. and then you would vote for one of the pair. Yeah. And Riz was at the top of both. And Riz was matched against, I think, Beige Flag. Beige Flags. Yeah. Do you know what Beige Flag is? Which is something is, I don't know, but I'm not a TikTok person. No, I don't, so I don't, I don't know what Beige Flags are either. I think this is a terrible way to pick a word of the year. See, that's how I feel. I, I, I agree with you. Beige Flags, though, is, you know how you do red flags? Like, oh no, red flag, right. red flag, sure. don't go out with them or whatever. A beige flag <laughs> is when it's something, a trait. It's not really good or bad. You're like, meh. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Meh. It's like, yeah. He picks his teeth. Oh, yeah, a beige well, flag. Yeah, know, that's meh. funny. Yeah. That's funny. I kind of like it. <laughs> I do too. I This is one. I I like that more than Riz. Personally. I do too. I think that's a lot better. And then we had Swifty versus de-influencing. I thought both words were pretty good on that one. De-influencing I thought was a good word. Do you know de-influencing? No. Uh -uh. That's sort of interesting because you have influencers basically telling you to buy something. Mm -hmm. You have de-influencers saying, you know, uh, that brand is really is really see. bad. Don't okay. buy it. <laughs> it's so weird that when an influencer is telling you to not do it, so they're the influencer is de-influencing, right? Yeah. You don't call them a de-influencer. You're right. That's what, I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. after. I think this is a great thing. We should all become de-influencers. <laughs> yes. it, it, it definitely seems like uh, OED. These, these are OED words, or like words that OED had. These are yeah. OED, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely skewing younger, I, I, so I get that. That's, that's fine. I just, the question I still have with Riz is, I think Riz is like a way of saying the rents for parents. And, you know, the rents oh, yeah, is sort shrooms of for mushrooms or, or shroom yeah. for mushroom. They're words. And I mean, and I think they're valid as words. But uh, for some reason, they just seem like they're like portions of a, of a word, which I don't know. They're just not to me. It's not the same thing as a word. Yeah. word. I don't know. Maybe. And zeitgeistishnessly, I think Swifty is better than uh, Riz. And that's yeah. a and that's a word. Yeah. Yeah, I th I'm I'm going with it's that. It's just not very too. interesting, Riz. You know, it, it's no, just, it bores it's just me. not a very interesting word. Although, does anyone still use uh, Goblin Mode? I'm just curious. Remember that was <laughs> <Yeah>. last year. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was last that, year. That seems so long ago. <laughs> and listen, we have uh, these two. Uh, these are more sort of technically ones. We oh, situationship. Situa I'm sorry, th those were weird to me. Parasocial. Yeah. Situationship. And parasocial. Those were two head-to-heads. Oh, was that in OED also? Mm -hmm. Yes. I see. Okay. Situationship was a romantic relationship that doesn't have commitment. Which, you know, okay. that's there. Mm -hmm. That seems reasonable. Mm -hmm. And then parasocial is a relationship by a one-sided, unreciprocated sense of intimacy. I hate that one. I think that's stupid. That sounds Don't like you? it's psychology. That sounds like a psychology. Yeah, no, it's or, like I hate you know? that. I parasocial. It's like it's like fake science to me. Mm -hmm. And then there was prompt versus heat dome. Both of them, I think, are legitimate. Prompt meaning mm -hmm. like you're prompting the AI program again. It's AI. Yeah. Heat dome, climate change. But our favorite, both Kathy and I both like this one. We thought it was really good nowadays, and we thought it really summed up. 
the time. Merriam-Webster picked authentic as the word of the year. Interesting. And their idea was in in an age of deep fakes and post-truth and artificial intelligence and X, Twitter into X, et cetera, they liked authentic. Mm -hmm. And I do see a lot of that. Yeah. uh, I don't don't know that it's necessarily, I mean... (laughs) It's it's an it's a nice idea, uh, and, you know, especially given all of those things. I don't know about as a word of the year. I guess I don't quite understand what it makes a word of the year. We go back to that, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. I think we're kind of a, we've we've sort of evolved something here, though. We because we had picked authentic at the end. We thought that was the best one, but I think we're beginning to switch over. At least I am. And I was against it initially to the Swifty thing. The idea, I think, is we need to get a word <laughs> Ross word. is becoming a Swifty. Oh I God. know. <laughs> but I think we need to pick a word word. I mean, and that's why I'm not wild about like a shortened term. Mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it doesn't really have the the, the impact of a word. It just, uh, you know. Okay. And I think that, that it, and it sums up the, the era, the mood of the era. And I think that does. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we go into our own choices then. So what do each of us think? Okay, you're saying yours, Fletcher. What do you think constitutes a word of the year? I think a word of the year should be something that both captures this moment in time, this year, I guess. And that's hard to do because there's a lot that goes on every single year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, something like that. And maybe also a word that was actually used a fair amount that year. I mean, not not mm-hmm. just not just a word you think up that tells us what it feels like but also a word that was used a lot in the, in that particular year. So right. I, I would like I would like some kind of balance of those two things. So you therefore you're against authentic in the sense that you don't feel you you've heard it that exactly. Much. Yeah. That's reasonable. So that was the zeitgeisty feeling but it wasn't the Honestly to me the 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 opposite of authentic was sort of the zeitgeisty feeling to me. Yes. Exactly. I mean a- authentic is the wonderful thing to aspire to but that doesn't feel like this year and it doesn't feel like a word that I heard a lot this year or more so than any other mm. year. So of the words we picked which of the other words we mentioned which would you pick? Swifty, honestly. Yeah. That's what I feel now. Mm-hmm. And I've changed. Mm-hmm. I've switched to that. You've changed, Ross. I don't recognize you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you guys, Swifty. Definitely. I, I must say. I, I Yeah. Okay. It's not my choice, but if, of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we, we basically have a consensus. That's interesting. Let's Now let's do our own words of the year. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm upset because my <laughs> first my first word of the year is I think a bunch of people have already had it, which was chat GPT. Oh, okay. I kept seeing it and I tried to use it and I, I was curious about it. And then from there I went to hallucinate and AI. So I would have picked that as my word of the year. I think that's reasonable. Now, Ross, I've got a question for you. Are you using AI as your persona right now? <laughs> Is this really you? Are you authentic? <laughs> but, you know, actually, speaking of that, though, I started out thinking, wow, this is going to be incredible. And I was so far, I don't, I have not been very impressed with it. Kathy and I tried to do a several as uh, interesting sort of things for various <laughs> books we were writing. We tried to do, have it write the uh, introduction to, for us uh-huh. just to see just what would work. See. It was and hysterical. They were awful. <laughs> yeah, they were awful. Pretty cruddy. <laughs> they reminded me of a not too intelligent uh, sophomore in high school. You know, they were bad. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so your word, Ross, is chat GPT? Yes. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I went 
back and forth a lot. I really wanted to pick emotional intelligence, which has been around since the 60s, because for some reason, people apparently think I have a problem because I keep getting so many articles in my feeds and in my email box about like, you too can be emotionally intelligent. And I always thought I was, but apparently I might not be. I don't know. And I think that like, you know, has become this catch-all. However, the thing that really got me after the Barbie movie in particular, and I talked about this before, we did a little bit thing. My word of the year is dash core. Cause I got so sick of Barbie core, <laughs> cottage core, core core. I am getting things about core core things. And I thought I'm done. (laughs) I'm laying down my arms, if you will. Core, core? What? What? Core, core? No, no. (laughs) Enough. Basta, as they say in Italy. Really? Really? No. Grandma core. Grandpa core. (laughs) If you want to, like, seriously, it's a fashion. Grandpa core. You wear apparently, like, sweaters and, Uh like, argyle socks Uh and look cozy grandpa core <laughs> Fletcher you might be able to do grandpa core eventually yeah. better work on this <laughs> it's funny though those are advertising and marketing terms that like really uh-huh. are, are shoved down our throats that's a really good uh-huh. one, I think. Yeah. but emotional intelligence also really fits the core thing because that's the same sort of thing they basically fill the airwaves and they and they fill the computers with basically I, I think that's a really good word or a good, I mean, a good suffix. I like to think of myself, Ross, as a word curl. Well, word you're suffically, kind of I think you're suffically very good, Catherine. <laughs> suffix core. Yeah. yeah, thank you. No, because that really, I, I've got to admit, I'm getting to the point of like, my brain is going, wow. But that's going to be the, but that, that's going to be the one of the year. And then we're going to go back to like, we're going to have another equivalent. We had gate, you know, we were talking about gate earlier, washing earlier. All those suffixes are just huge. That's really interesting. I wonder, was that done to the same degree a hundred years ago? Were there a lot of suffixes? I don't think so. I think it's really more of a modern phenomenon. Of course they they exist, but. But we talked about this. Didn't it kind of start with Watergate? Oh, the Watergate. Yeah, but I mean, were things like that done? I know. I mean, that was really when it became big. No, I know, but I'm saying prior to that, I don't think it was really done. I don't think it was. Watergate was the watershed, if you will, of of the the watershed of yes, yeah. (laughs) Okay, shed. Let's bring shed on now. (laughs) I, I, I certainly I don't know about suffixes specifically, but I'll bet if we extend that to other sorts of wordplay half you know mm-hmm. taking halves of words or something and and playing on those i'll bet yes it was done plenty a uh, hundred years ago and two oh, portmanteau words yeah yeah you know but i wonder if to the same enthusiastic extent that we have nowadays that i'm not sure about blending i mean i'm not really sure to the same degree then that we do it now we do it all the time now mm-hmm. like kathy said there are hundreds of cores there are hundreds of gates there are hundreds of washings yeah, you know, the internet makes it so that we can spread all of those things very quickly. Ain't that fun? <laughs> Sorry. That was sarcastic. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
You're Saying It Wrong is part of the NPR Podcast Network and is produced by me, Fletcher Powell, in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus records from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Our digital team is Beth Golay and Carly Cooper. If you like what we're doing here on the show, please tell everyone you know and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can email me at powell at kmuw.org or email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross's other books pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And a number of their books are also available on audiobook, read by the authors themselves. Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can find out more about what they're doing at their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.